broke last night. Wanted to check in with the Education Minister, Blair Boyer, about a fight and indeed a return to COVID policy that I think might surprise some people without school-aged children. Minister, good morning to you. Good morning to you both. Uh, let's start with the really ugly scenes. We had some pictures on 7 News last night, the Wyler Secondary School fight, uh, Minister. I think important to note, this is one of the schools, was it not, where the phone ban has had not yet come in. It was coming in later this year? That's correct. The school's working on when they introduce it at the moment. I had a conversation with the principal yesterday just to see how they were going there. Um, but yes, no, it, it, it hasn't commenced, but uh, they're keen to get it in place and we're going to, I guess, you know, fast track it is, is, is the word because uh, the feedback that we're getting from those sort of 30% of our um, uh, public schools with secondary enrolment uh, already in the first couple of weeks is seeing some really positive improvements, um, not just in the classroom in terms of distraction, which you'd expect, but sort of in the schoolyard as well because we're banning them from, from you know, recessing lunch. So they've seen a bit more uh, physical activity, kids playing sport, kids just talking to each other instead of being on the phones, but also I think uh, we're seeing a reduction in some of the really negative behaviour you get with smartphones and use of um, uh, social media in, in the school setting. I have to say, Minister, I feel, I feel sorry for these schools when it ends up becoming... A story, and these days it's so easy for almost anything to become mm. a story, thanks to social media and the mm. fact that you'll get, you know, thirty people on Facebook talking about an incident. But how does a school cope when it becomes, you know, and it, it feels like almost every school gets its turn from time to yeah. time. We saw it with Golden Grove, which has done a great job getting on top of the trouble that that they had. But it must be hard for schools to manage these things when they're being played out in the public arena. Exactly right, David. And also, I don't want to diminish the seriousness of the incidents because anyone who's watched them would see, you know, it's distressing to watch, I've got to say. They're hard to watch because they are really violent. But I tell you, it, it, the impact on the school communities and the people who who don't just send their kids to the schools, uh, but also the principals and, and classroom teachers can't be overstated. And I'll, I speak to them regularly after incidents like this occur, and it's like a, it is like a punch in the guts for them. Because um, you know, we had, we had they, fights at my school in the 80s, but no, they, yeah. they weren't on television. No one had phones to film them with. Mm. And when, however, however ragged things got in the schoolyard with bullying and so forth, from half past three onwards, everyone was at home and it wasn't like you could log on to something to watch the fight continuing in, in, in cyberspace overnight. That's exactly right. And in the school I went to in the 90s, I remember a few fights that were quite violent. But you're right, there was no one there filming them. And I've, I've, I've observed, David, on a few occasions since we've, you know, the last year we've been talking about this violence in schools is um, that uh, back then, you know, most people could sort of retreat to the sanctuary of home and mum and dad. And not everyone could do that, but most couldn't get away from the bullies. And now you can't. You know, it doesn't start at 9am bell and finish at the 3 or 3.30 bell. Uh, these kids who are getting you know, sort of pursued through social media platforms or bullied that way, it's 24-7 for them. And it's no wonder that the effect that we're having on you know, young people's mental health and things like anxiety, um, because they can't get away from it. Mm. And if they're the victim of one of these acts, it's being shared everywhere. And you can hear the bystanders with, with the phones. They're not there recording it so they can take it to the police station. Hmm. They're egging them on, cheering them on and laughing and saying, you know, bash him, get him harder, so they can put it straight on TikTok. Mm. And then the victim has to not only live with... You know, being you know violently assaulted at school, but they know that everyone in the schoolyard has seen it because it's been shared around. And long after the incidents occurred, it's still there.
Mm, mm. Uh, Minister, I was intrigued to hear about the story of uh, Blackwood High School as well, where there's been some mask wearing reintroduced, uh, and indeed also uh, one class has been told not to come to school because of an outbreak of COVID there. Are they an outlier or are there a number of schools operating under these conditions at the moment in South Australia? They are an outlier, but I think it shows that it's really still out there. Um, you know, it's a cautionary tale for all of us, including me as the Minister, because, you know, we looked at whether or not we would keep the same COVID settings in place for the start of this year. And I've said it publicly a number of times to staff and students that I'm looking forward to a, a year that's more like the ones we remember before COVID, but it shows it's still there. And I'm glad we kept these settings, uh, Will, which is sort of, you know, once you get more than 10 positive cases in a class, that class goes on what we call a circuit breaker, so remote learning, um, uh, which is what we've had across the last couple of years, and I think it's worked well. But I accept that it probably comes as a surprise to a lot of listeners who thought we might be past that, that these things can still flare up. But it is certainly an outlier at the moment. But we watch the daily stats still. As soon as I get that, that email, I open it and have a very close look to see how we're trending across the system. Is there a rule that the Education Department has got in place, Minister, about if a student does get COVID, how many days they need to take off? I have to check what that is at the moment. But they, if they have got COVID, they can't be at, they, you know, if they're a positive case, they can't be at school. Um, but the circuit breakers we have um, in place are for um, the 10 in a class, which is what's happening at Blackwood, so that they uh, that triggers a circuit breaker and they go home. But it's also five cases in um, five different classrooms at the one site would trigger the whole site wearing masks for two weeks. Um, that's what we've had in the last couple of years. We don't have any sites doing it at the moment. I hope we don't get there, but they're the settings that we have kept from the last two years just in case we get an outbreak like we've had uh, at Blackwood so that we can try to knock it on the head as fast as we can. Because if we don't do that, and you get spread right across a, a school and across a community. Good stuff. Education Minister Blair Boyer, thanks for joining us this morning. 28 minutes after 8, 5 to Blair News is coming up. I encourage you to stick around after the break. We're going to chat with Sarah Grenolch, who's on the ground in Turkey, covering this extraordinary rescue effort that's ongoing. Every moment we speak, where people, in the best-case scenario, bodies in the worst-case scenario, are being extracted from the thousands upon thousands of buildings across that country that have collapsed. Sarah Grenolch from 7 News is next.